0: This week on Erotic Awakening...
1: Creativity instead of compromise.
0: Welcome to Erotic Awakening
2: with Dan and Dawn, a weekly view of all things erotic. From BDSM to erotic spirituality, from swinging as a lifestyle to simply fun kink, each week we bring you a diverse offering of erotic and alternative lifestyles in its many forms. This podcast includes frank discussions of highly sexual topics. This podcast is intended for consenting adults over the age of 18. If you are offended by this type of content, we recommend you stop listening right now.
0: This is cold. Hi John. Hi Dan. It is cold out there. Here it is, middle of April. And we just took a brisk walk outside. Almost the end of April, almost May.
1: Yeah, brisk walk, and, and it's cold.
0: <laughs> you were quite chilly, so but stop sniffling.
1: <laughs> okay, I'll try. Time? I'll try.
0: On today's show, we have Auburn Landry and Devin DeLandry. You did a little interview with them up at Leather Leadership Conference, and one of the presentations they're well known for is the five style of dominance. hmm And you touched on that in your interview, but it, the focus was creativity instead of compromise. Right. And they shared some about their their MS relationship and how instead of just making it like everybody else's, they found some ways to modify it and move it around and make it fit for them.
1: Exactly. So um, I had noticed in their profile that that is their main theme, is creativity instead of compromise. And they've learned how to make that work for them and, you know, just discovered different ways to put it into place.
0: So that was a really great interview you did with them. Mm-hmm. So I have to ask you, Uh-oh. are you planning on going out on your own? Are we going to have a Erotic Awakening with Dom coming up?
1: I don't know. I actually enjoyed myself, but <laughs> I didn't have to ask a lot either.
0: <laughs> You're supposed to say, no, dear. I'm not planning on...
1: Oh, okay. No, dear. I'm not planning on...
0: <laughs> Thank you. Sheesh. Luckily for me, you don't know how to work a computer yet. Oh, so. that's true. <laughs> Uh, Just the other day, we did a sensual spanking class here in the hometown of Columbus, Ohio. went really, really well.
1: Oh, totally enjoyed myself, but maybe that's because I was the main demo model.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You you were the main demo model. No wonder you enjoyed it so much. Really interesting thing to me is that we had about 34 people show up. Mm -hmm. And this is our hometown. This is Columbus, Ohio. This is where we've been getting our kink on for the last 10 years. And of those 34 people... Thirty one of them were brand, well, so to speak, were brand spanking new. Mm-hmm. So that was really surprising to me. How many people are still out there, still curious, still exploring, still right. looking to get involved in stuff?
1: Right. So yeah, that that was amazing to me. Is how many we didn't know, and how many were were pretty new.
0: One last shout out of thank you to the Sterling Shadow Club. Mm-hmm. They uh, just had their tenth anniversary bash, and we were involved in that. Uh, ran a class as well as along with Karen ran the Scarlet Sanctuary and uh, just very pleased and very happy to have been a part of that and part of their 10th year anniversary. Totally enjoyed myself
1: so um, and with the Scarlet Sanctuary there was only three of us and we still got about 20 probably 22 people through during the night and I bet you only three or four had experienced it before so another first for a lot of people.
0: Not only uh, only the three of us, uh-huh. but also I kind of ditched out on you guys a little bit early. <laughs> a little bit, no. <laughs> <laughs> yes, a little bit. A little okay. bit.
1: Okay, we'll we'll let it rest at that. But... but you guys did a
0: fantastic job, and I appreciate you guys putting it, getting everything packed up the next day too. That's always a pain. No problem. We had to leave early Sunday
1: morning, so not a problem.
0: But uh, so once more, we're we're looking forward to um, JL and Jess hosting another. Sterling Shadow event in, uh, I think they said 10 more years. Yeah, 10 more. <laughs> and by the end of uh, Saturday night, uh, I think Jess was like, oh, never. <laughs> but I'm sure uh, 10 years, don't forget how much work it was. Well,
1: an event is a lot of work, you know, and this was the first one that they had put together, so I think they did a great job.
0: I, I certainly agree. Speaking of which, last night we were talking to... Um, Some of the local people around Mm -hmm. here that are responsible for running a lot of stuff. And they were trying to get some uh, feedback based on last week's show, where we talked about the next generation. Right. And uh, Slave Gem is interactive with one of the local groups, and they were talking to her. what's get a little bit of a better idea of what's going on Mm -hmm. from her perspective. And we talked some with them, and we'll see how that develops. I'm not going to say anything else about that right now. Right, right. But... To go back to your point, right? it is quite right. Running these events is a ton of energy. And, um, you know, we talk about there's a little bit of effort that goes into putting together this podcast. And that's why we always feel very appreciative when people contact us and say, oh, we got something good out of your podcast. Thanks for putting that along. Right. But putting together this podcast ain't nothing like putting mm-hmm. together one of those events.
1: Yep. Or, or even running a group, you know, on a small level, just listening last night to how much was considered. You know, when they organize stuff within the group, you know, that's, that's a
0: lot of work. Speaking of big events, mm-hmm. we are currently packing for belting The a spirituality and sexuality event where we're, uh, four or five, is it five days? Um, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, four, but you can come in early on
1: Wednesday for intensives.
0: So five days five worth days. of event. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think we're, we're like I said, we'll be presenting four classes, and uh, it's a brand new event for us, and that's always thrilling.
1: I know we've been wanting to do this event for a long time, so it's a brand new event for us. It's a different style of event. Um, it's uh, you know, we when we introduce ourselves at our workshops, we say we go to spiritual events and things like this. Well, this one is along that level, so. It's going to be great. I'm looking forward to it.
0: (laughs) Hopefully, if any podcast listeners are out there or making it to Beltane, come over and say hi. We always appreciate meeting new people. And you can be the first people to see the brand new Erotic Awakening t-shirts that we just got in the mail. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We get to wear those.
0: (laughs) So the other thing that's going on right now that I want to tell people about is I want to introduce people to Sarah Sloan. Okay. Sarah Sloan is a sexuality and relationship educator from, from the D.C. area, okay. and she has taught literally hundreds of classes for sex positive, BDSM, and relationship-oriented organizations and events throughout the U.S., Canada, and even overseas. Nice. We've got our passports in case someone from overseas wants us to come. She's already over there (laughs) doing stuff. Right. And back when you and I were newbie presenters, she's one of the first people that we saw present. Over at uh, Dark Odyssey. Dark Odyssey Odyssey Winterfire. Nope, Summer Camp, actually. Did we see her at Summer Camp? I think so. Okay, sweet. Sarah is also the owner of... Equilibrium Consulting. Which offers services to help people find better balance in their personal and work life. She has a staff, including the uh, fantastic Molina Williams, who we just had on the podcast not too long ago, Mm -hmm. talking to Sarah about some recovery stuff. She's done a lot of help with our podcast as well, giving us some ideas and some hints on ways to modify the webpage. Sarah has, yeah. yeah, Mm -hmm. Yeah, she sure has. Great advice. Sarah is also an independent consultant and sex educator for Love You Parties. And uh, Love You Parties is a neat little organization where what they do is they put together the small group party classes. And that way, a more intimate setting where attendees can ask questions about sexuality and that kind of stuff. And so that's a, a Love You Party. And we'll actually have to ask Sarah to come on and talk to us about that some more. It gives people an opportunity to... You know, just find out more, more sexuality, education. And they may not want to go to these big events. Right. Or such public stuff. They might be more comfortable with small group intimate settings.
1: That was supposed to be 69 seconds with Sarah Sloan.
0: (laughs) Well, there's the segue. The reason that we're telling you all about Sarah Sloan, and many of our listeners, I'm sure, already know who Sarah is... We were talking to Sarah, and we were talking about the podcast, and to make a, a long story short, which is mm-hmm. not something I'm known for, but I'm going to do it That's this
1: time. I said it's 69 seconds.
0: <laughs> we have this new feature on the show called 69 Seconds with Sarah Sloan. So every week, Sarah is going to call into the show, and in a rough 69 seconds worth of time, she's going to share about a topic, and we'll play that on the show, and that'll be fantastic. I think it's a fabulous idea. We're looking forward to that, and we're looking forward to uh, your feedback on mm-hmm. if you guys like it or not, but I think it's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> should be very interesting, and uh, we'll see. matter of fact, here is 69 Seconds with Sarah Sloan.
3: There's an old saying that goes, argue for your limitations, and sure enough, they're yours. Have you ever considered that your labels might be your limitation? We often use labels as a sort of self-protection. We say, I'm a submissive, or I'm straight, or I'm into sacred sexuality. And often we only explore and embrace new concepts and new activities that fit safely into those labels. What would happen if we dropped the label? What would happen if, rather than saying no to a new idea, we looked for what might inspire us about it? Instead of saying, I'm not into bondage, we might say, what is there about bondage that I'd want to involve in my sexual play? Instead of saying, I'm not interested in playing with women, we might say, I'm interested in playing with women who are into similar activities and understand my boundaries. Instead of saying, I'm not interested in Tantra, I might say, well, I haven't found tantric techniques that really fit my sexual exploration, but I'm willing to try something new. Try skipping the label next time and see what the universe might have to offer. This has been Sarah Swan with 69 Seconds.
0: Sarah Sloan is a sexual relationship educator and an independent consultant for Love You Parties. You can see her in person at the Western Massachusetts Power Exchange Munch in... Chicopee,
1: Massachusetts.
0: On May, May 5th. 5th. Yeah. So that's Sarah Sloan. And like we said, every week we're going to bring you a little Sarah Sloan. 69 seconds on whatever topic that we're sharing about. So maybe you're getting tired of the day and Dylan perspective and here will be a different twist, a different view of things. I really like that idea. And I really like Sarah Sloan. I know. Me so, too. <laughs> just, it's a win-win as far as I'm concerned. There you go. We have a lot of shows coming up as well from the topics that people have suggested already. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe we have the person who's going to talk about being a masochist yes. scheduled to yep. come in. She right? is scheduled. Mm-hmm. And that, you know what? I was thinking about that and I was thinking about the person that uh, uh, beats the crap out of her. Right. So maybe we'll have the sadist.
1: Oh, that would be cool, too. Because I wrote
0: her and said, hey, why don't you come on in? Maybe we can bring him in at the same time. That would be
1: nice. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm have got i in contact with the International um, Pony and Trainer. Oh, so so Pony Play coming up, too. We'll we'll schedule that on Skype and get it all put together.
0: If you have questions about what other shows (laughs) we have coming up, you can email us at dananddawn at eroticawakening.com.
1: Or use our got comment form on the webpage, eroticawakening.com. The much ignored voicemail is (laughs)
0: 206-309-0054. Or you can find us on FETLife under Erotic Awakening. Or Twitter, Dane and Dom.
1: So we are at the Leather Leadership Conference number 14 in Detroit and sitting here with Auburn Landry and Devin. So um, I came across... Hi, guys. Hello. Enjoying oh. the conference. <laughs> yes, we were having a great time. <laughs> Had a good time, so far So i come on winding down now. Well, there's still a little
2: bit more to go. Yeah. It's nothing like a business
1: conference for kinky people. Oh, it's been
2: fun. Yes. So, mm-hmm.
1: but, well, the reason I pulled you guys aside was because there was something in your bio mm-hmm. in the book that really caught my eye. And um, what it is, is is that you guys center all of your workshops around a secret to a fulfilled power exchange relationship. And that's creativity, not compromise. Exactly. And that just really caught my eye. So being in a power exchange relationship myself, I'm mm-hmm. kind of curious Okay. what that
2: means. What that means mm-hmm. and what that, what that message is. Yes. Well, let me give you a little bit of the, the back story of how we got to that point. Years ago, uh, Devious Devon D. Mm -hmm. You'll hear me call them, (laughs) any of those. It's you know basically they all get the same answer. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Okay, so whichever one, it's what what the answer is is. Yes, ma'am. Here we go. So. he and I have been together now. We're coming up on five years. You call it to me, as I believe, um, and we've been together longer than mm-hmm. that. And we've known each other what feels like forever now. Coming up on nine years, we knew each other as friends. So mm-hmm. we went through, like a lot of people, a tough time at one point in our relationship to okay. the point where we almost broke up. Mm-hmm. And during that time, uh, we were doing what I now look back retroactively and look back at the past twenty twenty hindsight right, yeah. and say was spiraling out of control I was wanting a certain kind of behavior out of him because I was in a bad place because I was getting out of a bad marriage Mm -hmm. um, a bad relationship and me going in that direction triggered insecurities and issues in him, putting him in a bad place. So then he began to exhibit different behavior mm-hmm. that, by the way, at that point, pissed me off. <laughs> okay. So then I would become more withdrawn, et cetera. So we did this thing where we were each trying to get our needs met, right. and it wasn't happening. Mm-hmm. Okay? And luckily, obviously, we're together. So luckily we got past that and figured that out that's one of one of the founding pieces of, of this mindset that we have the other founding piece is seeing other people who were in relationships where they were trying really really hard to make it work and they just seemed like they were butting their heads against the wall and they didn't understand their partner and they didn't understand why their partner cared about certain things and why um, certain things were making them so upset and you know there was a lot of People we knew personally who were in you know these unfulfilled situations, and of course, what do people normally tell you you need to do? Now, if you're an MS couple, you know they say, "Well, do what Master says or Mister says." But Mm -hmm. in the end, what people tell you to do if you want a healthy relationship is leave. Well, leave is one. Or if you're going to stay, suck it up and compromise what you want. Right? Right. Compromise what you want. Suck it up and deal with it. Um, And you know, I have a different attitude I believe that you should be creative and make sure both of your needs do get met Mm -hmm. I as a mistress should not have to in any way shape or form (laughs) give up what I want right but you know what for him to be happy he shouldn't have to give up what he wants either and so I believe it's my job as the dominant to find a way to creatively get our needs met and one of the ways we got out of that bad spiral was to kind of find some ways to get both of our needs met Mm -hmm so all of that became the basis for a class that we call the five styles of dominance and in that class the message boils down to there are multiple styles of healthy happy power exchange relationships and all of them are okay and all of them can be healthy and you don't have to meet some cookie cutter idea of what a submissive should be or a master should be or a daddy should be to be in a healthy happy relationship however You very seldom find people who are an exact match, like they're both the same exact kind of style that they want, or if they are, that they all have the same matching fetishes, right? None Mm -hmm. of those are perfect things. Or even if it was to begin with, that it stays like that. Exactly. People get Mm -hmm. different interests and different needs. And so, you know, there are some people who address that creatively, I would say, with, polyamory Mm -hmm. and if and if it works well wonderful it's not something that works well for him and I but if it works well for you fabulous that's one way I would say of being creative to get your needs met if you're someone who is a monogamous type of individual then you got to probably work just a smidgen bit harder to find a way to make your needs get met because you can't just go out and find someone else who has a similar equivalent interest Mm -hmm. right So um, in the five styles, part of the message is, um, okay, so you're someone who prefers a conquering style of dominance, but your submissive is really looking for a caretaker type of dominant. How do you make that work? And, and the message that we give people is, you know, it, it isn't that the caretaker-oriented kind of person needs to give up wanting to be taken care of and wanting to be nurtured. And it isn't that the conquering type of person should give up being able to feel like they get to overwhelm and take power and control and shame them up against the wall. It is that they have to find ways to comp- not compromise but be creative to get both of their needs met. And, you know, to us it applies with a lot of things. Um, One of the classes that we teach um, has got a lot of this throughout it uh, in in an unusual topic, probably, which is anal play. Okay. All right? So usually you go to anal play classes, and they assume that you absolutely adore anal play, and they're all about showing you the biggest butt plug and the biggest strap-on and the most exciting, most bizarre thing you could stick up your ass and all that kind of Mm -hmm. thing, right? So, and yet our personal experience is that he's someone who's really fond of anal play, loves it, loves it, loves it, and me, not so much. Mm -hmm. Okay, so should he have to compromise and completely give up getting any sort of anal play? I don't think so. Mm -hmm. But I'm the dominant. It's my responsibility to find a way to creatively meet that need in a way that I enjoy. Right. I shouldn't have to do it in a way that I'm not getting excited by or a way that I don't like because that leads to bad things. That Mm -hmm. leads to people being unhappy, people being resentful. Mm -hmm. The accusation of topping from the bottom. (laughs) It all can come often from the top feeling like they have to do something because the bottom needs it and i believe in finding a creative way to do it so we have this class about anal play we've named the Darrier diaries mm-hmm. and the class assumes that you are somebody who is reluctant maybe about it you're in a relationship with someone where you really like it and they don't so much and giving people ideas about how to creatively deal with that and, because, and we decided to bring this class out to the community because it was something we personally dealt with. Right, right. And you know? we didn't
4: see a class, anyone talking about how do you creatively do this in, a, in these types of relationships because all you see is the one type of we're both like.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or you see the situation of, well, we do it because mistress wants it and I hate it and I don't want to do it but Mr. says so therefore I do um, and ironically if you're willing to be more creative you actually usually get a lot further with where you can take that person as far as being open to play you can take them a lot further if you if you find a creative approach to it another example of creativity not compromise with us personally is with cross-dressing okay, okay? so maybe talk for just a minute or two please, about your interest in cross-dressing
4: Well, I've, ever since I'm about 12, 13 years old, I've uh, loved Mm cross-dressing. And it's been a long journey and everything, figuring myself out and figuring out what I like and everything. But it is a need that I need to cross-dress every so often. And so when we started getting together and... I told her about this, and she's like, "Huh? Okay. Wouldn't have thought that, but
2: okay." Mm-hmm. So, but what do I usually say? Not so much turned on by a guy in a dress. Yeah. Not really. Not really my thing. I wouldn't necessarily have chosen. You know, if you put the little classified ad out about looking for slave, it wouldn't have had cross dresser on it. Mm-hmm. So, what? You know, what I could be, and I can easily do, is I could say, thou shalt not ever cross-dress again. doesn't interest me. It's my way or the highway. Therefore, what? Or I could compromise and say, okay, well, I'm going to let you cross-dress here. I'm going to let you cross-dress there. And that will get your needs met. And I can sit there and kind of feel like, well, you know, I'm only doing it for him. Or I can say, hmm, what do I get excited by? I get excited by control. Mm -hmm. I get excited by pushing limits. I get excited by commanding him to do something and watching him obey. That thrills me to death. So what I get to do then is find ways to do that with Mm cross-dressing. So therefore, for example, I went on a business trip. Okay, and I come, I'm coming back from the business trip, and I tell him two days. He's already laughing because he knows which one I'm talking about. And <laughs> I go on this business trip, and I'm coming back. And I tell him two days before I come back, I say, By the way, when you pick me up at the airport, you're going to come dressed. <laughs> I mean, in our hometown, right, which completely freaks a cross-dress around, you know. So I made him pick me up at the airport, completely cross-dressed. He had two days to anticipate it and dread it and get excited by it and everything else. I made sure, you know, he had all this time. I told him he could pick the outfit, but he was to come completely dressed, makeup, everything. He came up and he was beautiful and he was waiting for me, you know, and everything else and then we go and we get the luggage and we get in the car and of course he breathes a sigh of relief of, Oh thank God I didn't see anyone I know. Mm-hmm. And I turn to him I say, I'm hungry. <laughs> So we go eat at a nearby Pizza Uno's, and you know. So, but of course, later that night, he's like, "Oh my god, madam I'm
3: so excited!" You know, when it was
2: all over and he's safely back at home, I loved that. Uh-huh. So again, I'm not that thrilled about seeing him in the outfit, but I'm so thrilled about having him do that, telling him I want him to do that, and asking him, uh-huh. um, you know, challenging him to do things like that makes me very excited. Um, there's another time where we went away to um, the beach for a femdom retreat. Mm-hmm. We were there, you know, with with people, and uh, I had him dress and sent him to the grocery store. Nice. You know, he doesn't know anybody there, but it was and everybody back at the thing was going. <laughs> That's great. That's fabulous. You know, he'd be happy if he could just dress at home. That right. would meet his need, but it wouldn't meet mine. Right. Wouldn't meet mine. So the creativity nice. is finding a way to make it fun for me and enjoyable for me, even though on its face cross-dressing is not my thing. So I'm enjoying it. He's enjoying it. We're doing it creatively. I'm not compromising. He's not compromising. I love it. So that's that's really what it boils down to. And so, you know, we've, we've taken this mindset and this approach and we try to share that that in our classes. you know, I love we it. Try to share in our relationship classes, Even, like I said, even in technique classes. Mm-hmm. Um, we we try to get that message out of, you know, it's not one way or the other and it's not kind of a diluted, well, I'll get half of what I want, you can have what you want. You, I, I challenge dominance and submissives alike mm-hmm. to find themselves on that little five styles of dominance thing and to then f- be creative about figuring out how they're going to be able to um Make each other's day with all these little things that we all like to do, right? And 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 get some enjoyment out of it. You know, it's like I had one couple that we met after a um, presentation we did at La Fortress in North Carolina, and the couple came up to us and they they had their little quizzes from having done the the, the class and everything else, right. and they said, mm, "Okay, we're." Diagonal to each other, which by the way is like really opposite. Mm-hmm. And they said, you know, I am the commanding style of dominant. I want to tell her what to do, and I want her to obey. I just want her to do it. Right. I'm not wanting to have to coerce, I'm not wanting mm-hmm. to have to control, I don't want to have to threaten, I just want to be obeyed. Right. Like I like to say, a benevolent dictator, yes. right? A benevolent ruler, which is, by the way, what I am. <laughs> um, so, and the other the other part. The the submissive in this relationship was looking for a conquering style of dominance. She wanted the dominant to be forceful. She wanted to be made to comply. She wanted to be forced, so to speak. And so she found him. I mean, the horrible phrase I hear, and I hate to say it, 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 when people are in relationships that aren't connected well like that and they're struggling with this issue of we're not finding a creative way to get our knees met, is they'll say well he's not dominant enough or she's Mm -hmm. not submissive enough And it always makes me so sad. And and so this couple came to me and he was like, well, I don't want to have to tell her to do that. If I do that, I don't feel dominant. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, what you do is you control and you command and you set up and implement and facilitate making something happen that's going to be forceful for her. Mm -hmm. You don't have to do it. You can sit there and eat popcorn (laughs) and watch it happen. And she'll be very excited by it. But you controlled it and made it happen. You feel in control. You feel dominant. And yet she's getting her knee you know, And it was interesting. She came up where we were talking. He and I were talking on the couch. And she came up. And he told her to do something. Mm-hmm. Okay, And she just kind of stood there. And he reached up and he grabbed her collar. And he yanked her down. And he said something really kind of... Oh, look, you're getting all excited. Okay, your knees are coming together over there. <laughs> Um, she, yes, and he pulled her down and you know and I don't remember what he said, but anyway he was like, blah, blah, You're gonna go do it and let go of her neck, you know. And she was like oh. You know, kinda like what you just did. And I went off and he turned to me and he went, You know, yesterday if I would have had to do that, it would have pissed me off. Oh yeah. He says, But right now he says, Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Because now I understand that's what she needed and I chose to do it. I didn't feel like I had to do it. Right. And so that is, you know, kind of the same thing. Yeah,
1: I think I'm a split personality because I love to obey when he commands, and I know Uh he loves that of me. Mm -hmm. But if he grabs my collar and pulls me down, and and, oh, my.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, how do you like it when I grab your hair, Deviants? I just melt. (laughs) He does. He completely melts. I don't use a lot of corporal punishment with him. Mm -hmm. He's really not into that. He's so (laughs) not. <laughs> uh, In any way, shape, or form. Okay? We get. Mm. Yes. I don't know how well that will translate on a podcast. But there it is. So, anyway. That's um, just fingernails. <laughs> 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 Do you know what I call that voice you just did? The perverted muppet. <laughs> <laughs> and then look, he goes right into La La Land. It's the silliest thing. I can make him fly with almost nothing because yeah. he hates pain, but it sends him right. It sends him right there. So he hates it, but he gets this great thing out of it. Okay, come back to us. We have company. Mm-hmm. Hello, <laughs> hello, we're here. So <laughs>
1: that's why when I co-present with Dan, he's got to uh-huh. be very careful how he uses me as the demo bottom. <laughs> I just go to La La, <laughs> go to La La
2: Land. Just go away for a little. while. Yes, you need to come back So, but you know it, it it's one of those things where I enjoy it just enough and he enjoys it just enough we throw some of it in every now and then but generally we are a commanding style DS mm-hmm. couple uh, you know we're a 24-7 Mr. Slave couple we've lived together now for how long two and a half years two and a half years out of the yeah two and a half mm-hmm. years out of the five about half the time so um, and You know, it's one of those things where he is the most devoted and obedient slave, you know. He's just awesome. I'm very proud of him. He's over here going all shucks. But, you know, he's fabulous. And one of the things that um, we also show in the class when we do this is that when people are stressed, sometimes they go to a different style. And it's kind of circling back and kind of closing the loop with what I was talking about before. So... In retrospect, we realized when we were doing this spiraling and the relationship was starting to get really bad, I was moving more to what I call the superior style of dominance, which is very much do what I said, don't question, do it now, leave me alone, just handle it, mm-hmm. okay? I don't want to have to explain why, da, da, da. He was moving toward the... Uh, caretaking style where he wanted to be told exactly what to do take the stress off of me don't make me think I just want to be taken care of I need to be nurtured which if you're the superior style dominant is completely annoying. <laughs> okay, so here I am going over here because I'm stressed and I'm not happy in my personal relationships and things aren't going well. Wasn't unhappy with. I mean, in retrospect, I can look back and tell I wasn't really unhappy with him, but his behavior was pissing me off. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, what he was doing was driving me more and more that way, and what I was doing was driving him more and more that way. He was panicking of, oh my gosh, I'm losing my mistress. So he wanted reassurance, and the more he demanded reassurance from me, the more I withdrew. So it became this horrible little spiral and now that we're very comfortable and familiar with what's going on like that when I go over there he has got it perfected about exactly what he should do how do you deal with me when I get like that yes ma'am exactly that way and exactly that tone never challenges or I could tell him to go outside and go stand on the roof and face to the east and count the number of pine trees he saw and he would say yes ma'am now, if i 'm in my normal self, what would you do then
4: Yes ma'am. Uh, are you aware that this is uh that this and this could
2: happen? You would do that and you also would, would ask for clarification about what type of pine tree and you would you would want to make sure you but he knows that when I'm that way, don't even go there. Mm-hmm. Just go do what I said and shop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And and so when he sees me going that way, I get this immediate he no longer panics or else, he's just like mm. Ma'am needs this. Ma'am needs this kind of behavior from me. I'm gonna give it to her. And guess what? The more you get that need met, the quicker you can kind of come off of it and say, Oh, okay, I got my I got my need met. I needed instant obedience without challenge. I'm able to kind of come back to myself now I, rather than get pissed off and keep getting worse. And the same thing when he needs the comforting and, mm-hmm. and everything, right? You, I'm willing to give it to him because I realize I'm not going to be stuck with a submissive or slave who's always this way. Right? I can't right. micromanage long term. It'll drive yep. me insane. But you know what? For a day or two, if he really needs that level of attention, I can give it to him. Mm-hmm. And... Then it'll bring him back it online. It brings him back online. Yep. Exactly. It helps him recenter. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that that is part of it, too. I'm willing to be creative about the way we solve problems rather than feel like, well, I have to tolerate it. And so I'm even creative about how I meet that need for micromanagement, you know. Um, right. And if you're,
4: you know, we've realized that the person who's the first one to go in are their- respective corners (laughs) um we've realized each one of us have realized that the first one to kind of go there is easier the other person's easier to see that other person going there Mm -hmm. because when you're the one going there you don't see it as well because you're just you're just going there and your emotions and everything and then you're like huh that's not normally how she behaves when I do that, um, huh, there might be going some uh, something going on with me that is letting her know that I'm going there. Hmm, am I going there?
2: <laughs> well, yeah, because I guarantee you when I get that particular yes, ma'am, with that particular tone, it kind of makes me go, okay, um, hmm, am I being a little, uh, what's going on with me? And he's like, he said, I won't see it happening in myself. Right, right. But and, and so he's giving me what I need, but it also is a clue to me of, hmm, maybe I'm, you know, maybe something's going on with me. I need to spend a little time about figuring out why. He's Am mirroring. I, he's he's mirroring in a, in a way that acknowledges it, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah.
1: It's and nice to know each other that well, to get mm-hmm. to a point where you know each other instead of button heads. Yes. Nice. Yes. Yeah.
4: And part of that is knowing... Ourselves and each other, and Mm -hmm. being, and not only that, being able to just talk about it, Mm -hmm. because you know, me myself knowing that I can go there, and being able to open the conversation up. Mm
2: -hmm. Well, that's that's one reason why I. Encourage people to try to come to that class if they're in a relationship. I encourage them to try to come to the class together because if one person kind of gets this right. and the other person is not speaking the same language, it doesn't it's going to be hard to make mm-hmm. you know get get the right benefit out of it. But when they both do it, then they sit down and have long. In fact, we have a whole weekend kind of um, uh, seminar experience that that we offer um, that allows you to kind of go through this as a couple. It's called Insights. Awesome. <laughs> so, all right. Well, thank
1: you very much for sharing that stuff with me. you are all good stuff. I think people need to hear that so that they don't have to butt heads. There's ways of of making this work and talking and you know realizing people go in and out of little phases and and mm-hmm. to to just help them through it and right reset and get on the other side and you know, being creative with things. Doms are usually very creative. Oh yeah. When we give them that space to be creative, they're they're usually very mm-hmm. good with that. So mm-hmm. though, though as slaves can be
4: too but <laughs> <laughs> so, that's where devious comes in. Yes, nice. nice. yes. He nice. was
2: he was already named before I, I owned him <laughs> and I had people ask me, Are you gonna change his name? I'm like, Oh no, oh, that no. fits it way too well. Okay. I mean, we do. You know, we do use the name uh, Auburn Landry and Devon DeLandry in a lot of mm-hmm. professional manner. Um, but it, de- at his heart, He's still always going to be devious. Sweet, yes. I like that. So,
1: okay. So, if anybody wants
2: to learn about you guys, where can we find you at? Well, we're pretty easy to find. We're at AuburnGoddess.com. dot com. Simple enough. Well, thank you very much, guys. Thanks. Yay. Thank we had a great time. Thanks. Awesome. Okay, bye.
0: week a surprise show. <laughs> the best coming bye don bye dan